Hi. Hey. I like to have guests introduce themselves. Could you share a bit about yourself? Of course. Hi, I'm Frederica, and I live in the Netherlands, and I am a freelance illustrator. Oh, my preferred pronouns are she, her. And what? Tell us something about yourself outside of what you do for work. Yeah, that's a hard question to ask a creative because I feel like we all kind of identify with our work so much. But um, yeah, I live in Amsterdam with my cat, which is amazing. My roommate is a cat. His name is Baltasar. Um, yeah, so next to work, I love playing video games, which is a recently new thing, I guess. I've always been playing on the Switch like Nintendo Switch, played like 400 hours of Breath of the Wild, which is amazing. It's like one of the best games made like ever. Um, so I, I really enjoy like open world, like RPG kind of games. So I recently started playing the new, or a new, I guess the old like World of Warcraft, but then like the original game again that they brought out like last week, which is so fun to play again. It's really fun to revisit. And then this week I've been starting to play a little bit of Rust, which is like an open world survival game, which is really interesting because it, it has all the elements that I really like. Yeah, that's mainly what I keep myself busy with. <laughs> and your illustration work, what, for the people that haven't seen it before, for the people listening who haven't seen it already, can you describe a little bit about your illustration work, what your typical clients are like, or yeah. if you do it all for yourself and your fans? Right. So yeah, the way that I like, okay, so I'm an illustrator and I started off in uh, like in digital design and uh, product design. So I kind of rolled into that um, uh, niche with my illustration work as well. Um, so I find myself illustrating a lot for tech clients. And what that usually entails is that I make a style for them that fits their identity. So in a way, it's kind of like I am combining um, illustration and design into like kind of expanding on their already existing brand. So in that type of work, um, you will see that I made it, but it doesn't like have my personality in it per se. So uh, next to that, I love doing my own illustrations. And I basically, I think I do like one to like four a week personal illustrations that I post on my Instagram and my personal style funnily enough is very colorful it's focused around women um, it's focused around emotions sometimes I kind of like letting out like the soft side in a way I guess and it's I, the one thing that I realized that is really funny is like if you know me in real life I I only wear black and white um, and my life and my living room and everything around me is pretty black and white. And then when you see my illustrations, they are super colorful and like pink and blue and shiny and bright, like a lot of saturation, which is a really interesting and funny contrast. Um, I've yet to figure out why that is like it is, but I actually don't enjoy working in black and white at all. And if I do, it's always a shade of blue instead of black or a shade of like dark gray instead of black, which is a very interesting, like weird little glitch <laughs> in my brain, I guess. Do you feel like that comes across for your client work too? Like your clients also are looking for color or do you get hired for black and white projects that you don't want to make in black and white? 
No, it's. I think you. I think people end up working with me because they they like the shapes that I do, and also that everything is quite colorful. It, like everything seems quite positive because of it. And if anything, if I feel that like a lot of clients want their brands to be positive, so I think that really works together. That makes sense, right? And I always hope that people hire me um, because they see uh, the quality of my work and then um, are like um, brave enough to go into a process where we make something completely new. So sometimes clients tend to be like, oh, I want something exactly like this or I want something in the vein of that or I saw this and that's perfect for my brand. Um, and I love that, but I always like love being a little bit more mindful while like making their basically their face for their company right um but that's also quite scary because as a client you don't know what you're gonna get (laughs) how do you how do you deal with that it used to come quite naturally i think i um shared a lot of work that was very easy for people to imagine on their brands it was in the beginning, a lot of my themes were around working, working from home, being a freelancer, being an entrepreneur, um, like little scenes, like little living rooms, people doing stuff that people can identify with, like scrolling on their phone or like being on their laptop. And then after that, I kind of veered away from that. And I found myself promoting and showing like on my Instagram and Twitter more personal illustrations so more focus around women and femininity and like emotions and when I started doing that work um, people started interacting with it more I feel like they loved it more but it also became harder for people to hire me because they when they think of their brand they don't want a crying naked woman you know what I mean which would be a thing that I would be posting for my personal work to kind of come back to like doing more commercial work I've been so I started doing some uh, like a series around like remote working kind of to kind of show again like hey this is how my style would work in a professional context rather than what they have been seeing for a while on my Instagram. Some people really like to talk about design tools. Do you have any like strongly held opinions or uh, you know maybe you could tell us like what you use and why? Well I, I think I've been working my whole career on Adobe software uh, there was there was definitely a moment where that was like not cool anymore, where people were just like, no, Sketch is where it's at, or you should do this or that, or like look at this all all these new shiny software things. But like, um, I always kind of work with a combination between Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop, and that is just so ingrained in my workflow. And I I love that it's really flexible, and but also it's really easy for me to create something and have like high quality for print and stuff like that. But other than that, the only thing that I've started working on that I really love, maybe as much as Photoshop and Illustrator, is Procreate on iPad. That app just gives me so much freedom. It's really good for sketching. It's really good. It's even good for producing work. Although when something needs to be printed, I find myself um, tracing it in Illustrator and like, uh, finishing it off in Photoshop again. So yeah, I, I guess like the way I work is I always, almost always start on my iPad. Um, it's it's a really good place to like figure out ideas, compositions, like play around. And then um, if it's for like a client, if it's like production work, I usually bring it over to Adobe Illustrator. Um, because for like vector work, I love to be like super precise. 
it needs to be perfect. Um, so for me, like working in a in a vector app on my iPad is not really an option. Do you believe that someone starting out in illustration needs to have an iPad and an Apple Pencil? Mm, I kind of want to say yes and no at the same time because I didn't start off with an iPad either, uh, but it sure as hell made it so much easier for me. Um, so before I was just like drawing on anything, basically sketch blocks or the back of like an envelope. It doesn't really matter. It was just anything. Um, but like I found myself uh, spending quite a lot of time scanning things in and like it's harder to do uh, undo. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's harder to, it's a more lengthy process, but I also feel it's less free sometimes on paper, which sounds really weird. But um Especially if your end goal is making digital illustration. To me, it makes a lot of sense to use uh, an iPad. But to be honest, like you can also just like, I started off just on paper. And then I think I still had some like old as Wacom tablet somewhere. I started using that with Photoshop. That stuff also works. Um, but um, I would definitely say that it's like a big addition to your to a kit for those people that are just starting out do you have a piece of advice for them yeah for sure draw as much as you can maybe in the beginning it's it seems um daunting um i remember making like making up a little project for myself in which on which i had to like draw something every day and um that helped me a lot a part of it also was that i needed to share it because sharing your work when you're just starting out is really scary um so i wanted to draw something every day something small i think i did icons um and i shared them every day on my blog blogging was still a thing then <laughs> uh because i was also scared to show it on instagram then so it's just like okay i'm gonna share it but i'm gonna share it for a specifically made thing for it so i'm not like spamming all my friends with like yay i made another icon or something which is stupid you should totally do that but i felt like reserved on that part to get over the, the being scared of sharing your work, that, that really helped. One other thing I would say is very important is if you're starting out, sometimes it feels um, nice or interesting to maybe trace someone's work or make something like someone's work or kind of take some elements of someone else's work, um, which I think is a very legitimate way of learning. And I would definitely encourage you to do that. But if you make something that looks like it's not yours, you usually get that that feeling like that you really like the thing that you just made. And then that's usually because it's more advanced than what you could have done yourself at that exact moment. And that also usually means that you shouldn't share it, in my opinion, and just take it as like um, a learning step instead of just something that you are going to present as your own. Because, yeah, you're learning by tracing other people's work which is fine but don't like put it out there as if it's your work and you made it up yourself <laughs> so it makes sense does that sound cocky i don't know and no i think that's really good advice <laughs> i see that happening all the time and it's a trap because it's not that people don't do it because they're malicious they do it because they're just excited you know what i mean which is good we want to keep that excitement without um stepping on other people's toes <laughs> What about senior people in illustration? What advice would you have for them? Yeah, that qu that's a really good question, actually. What I would love to see is more senior people sharing 
their work and advice. Um, for instance, I'm part of this uh, group of awesome women who come together every now and again called Ladies Wine and Design. Um, and the thing that I noticed there is that a lot of young people are attracted to come to meetups like that. Um, while there is so much to learn from like uh, people that are more senior in your um, in your niche. Um, and it's kind of sometimes it's kind of hard to reach those people if you're a bit more junior. So I would like invite them to, yeah, come to those meetups uh, or tweet your experiences or write something about it or come on a, on a podcast and share your experiences because you've learned so much. And maybe like, the thing is, when you get the more senior you get, the more um, I guess the less you feel like you know. But I can tell you. If I didn't have like help of my friends that were more senior at the beginning of my career, I would 100% not be where I am today. I am super thankful to have people around me that were able to share like their knowledge uh, around like freelancing, but also how to deal with clients, also like how to deal with style progression. Um, so yeah, I, I, I got very lucky to have like those people around. So I would ask the senior people to share their knowledge and... I mean, maybe get a menti. Menti? Yes. Menti always reminds me of the, the sea animal, the manatee. <laughs> That's adorable. Get a manatee. It's cute. What are your tips for fighting and resisting hate, white supremacy, patriarchy, the general bigotry in our industry as designers and illustrators and, and creators of all kinds? Yeah, so the funny thing is when I made that switch from design to illustration, I do feel like that's become less of an issue. Although as a freelancer, you bump into that all the time because, I mean, the people I'm working with are not illustrators. They are uh, big companies and designers and most of them are very lovely. Um, I don't know. I struggle with this a lot because um, whenever you get targeted or whenever you're dealing with people that are very sexist or racist or whatever um it's kind of put on you as an individual and i always want to fight back but i also start i'm also starting to learn that um fighting back sometimes takes so much of my energy and so much of my like positivity that i'm not always sure that it's the it's it's not always the best thing to always have to fight back. So I don't know. I like to talk about it with my friends. I like to mention it. I like to like be aware, block them, um, stuff like that. And also just be vocal about it like in general. But when it comes down to like being specifically targeted, I kind of like to kind of like step away and be like, okay, we're not gonna, that's, an interaction I don't want to do anymore. And you can go and fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a hard one, Zach. I, I think this is a one that I struggle with the most because it affects me. It affects us all. And I hate that it's a thing. And I hate it's a thing that we have to fight. Because in, in the end, um, I think it doesn't really matter what your background is or what your beliefs are. If you just treat people around you, like you want to be treated yourself, um, that would help a lot. But, um, unfortunately we live in a world of people that don't 
always seem to remember that part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have the the answer yet, but yeah, one of the things is definitely be vocal, call people out um, when when you can, but also try to protect yourself from all the stuff that's going on because it's very easy to, um, especially on Twitter. I'm very I'm very like online on Twitter. Um, it's very easy to get like demotivated or pulled down just with all the ugliness in the world. And I, I, I don't know, I'm trying to choose to be positive and focus on the good stuff and focus on the good fights and focus on the positive energy that's out there. That's great. And I think to your point, it, it is really hard because a lot of I think almost all the time, uh, the people that are the targets, the people that are the underrepresented are the ones that have to do the most work right now. Exactly. And it's it's frustrating to see. Yeah. And I also don't really know how to fix that yet. I hope we figure that out. But um, yeah, that, that, that that's definitely the, the hardest part. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think I, I just hope positivity will help <laughs> at least it will help for me and my own mind space and my own like life's happiness and i i don't i don't want to like let people that are just assholes uh, ruin my life i don't want to give them a power so sometimes ignoring them is more effective um than diving in because then they'll control my emotions too who is one person that you think the listeners should know about the people from behind um, Bon Appetit, the um, cooking magazine, and this is and it's because next to being an illustrator and a creative, it's just so fun to um, get inspiration to cook stuff, to make stuff with your hands, to kind of like blow off steam in that way. I, that's the thing that I love doing, and their show is just so good. The people on there are the best people. I love Brad. I love Claire. They're people that are very knowledgeable about their stuff, but they're also really funny. But mainly what I love about them is that they're super relaxed. And that's something that I really aspire to be in my life as well, where I can just be like, it kind of goes how it goes. We're just using the knowledge that we have to make something amazing. And sometimes that will work and sometimes it won't work. But if we just like, look at what's in front of us there's always something beautiful to make of that which is i think is beautiful it's a great answer i believe that everyone should get paid for their time so on this show we share profits from our advertisers with all of our guests are there other ways that the listeners can support you you can support me by hiring me or one other way is to buy my blanket place on throwing co uh, is throw co which is really nice high quality cotton blankets um i have one myself and it's oh man it's one of my favorite projects that i've done uh last or this year that's that's basically right now is that that's the only way to support me if our listeners did want to hire you or see your work where are the best places to find you uh the best places to find me right now are my twitter which is at frederica png without the dot and then on Instagram, it's the same, but I'm with the dot between my name and PNG as the file type. I also have my personal website, which is frederikamotti.com, which is my full name. Um, Twitter is specifically good uh, because I share my opinions, but also I usually share some 
work in progress or sketches or more like loose work. And then on Instagram, I usually share the stuff that I, um, that's more polished and that's more finished. And you get like more of an idea what like the type of stuff is that I do regularly or what you could expect for a client work, for instance. Frederica, thank you so much for being on Bezier Podcast. Uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And we will have those links for Frederica's website and social on the show notes uh, that should be available thank you so much. in your podcasting app. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was that great. Was great.